Do you like retro games? Check out the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast, hosted by Jason Robbins and Derek Diamond, where every week they review old games and cover the latest retro gaming news. Go to nerdcaveretro.com to join the Discord community. If you like the Open Micers Podcast but think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court Podcast, hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn, found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Do you believe in ghosts, UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? We are ready to believe you. Join our spirited hosts, Carlos and Wally, as they investigate real ghost videos, discuss guest experiences, and research the real-life origins of some of our favorite horror movies with a dash of Ghostbusters news thrown in from the home office. So, if you believe, you don't, or somewhere in between, join us as we try to unravel the mysteries of the paranormal on Ready to Believe You, wherever podcasts are available. We also want to shout out our other patrons, J.P. Leonard and Tyler Arsenault, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Robbie Hennig. Just drop that ass bitch, it's open micers in the house Pop that pussy with that open micers logo in your mouth Jason with his bald ass head, Jacob looking in bed It's open micers, bitch, heard what I said Drop that ass, drop that ass, open micers in the house Drop that ass, pop that pussy, open micers in the house Open micers in the house, open micers in the mouse Drop that ass, pop that pussy, open micers in the house the mic is now open. That's right. The mic is now open. My name is Jason Robbins, and my usual co-host, my usual co-pilot, Jake Craig, cannot be here tonight because he's having breast reduction surgery, and we wish him well. No, I'm just kidding. He's got the flu, everybody. He's got the flu. He can't be here, but in his place, we have the, you know him, you love him. He is the director of the award-winning short film, The Feature, which is burning up the uh the the film festival circuit right now he's the host of Derek Diamond Experience it is of course Mr. Derek Diamond yay oh it's exciting to be back um i i'm excited to be back for this episode in particular um because of headliners <laughs> it reminds me of um some of the old late night uh talk show skits where they yeah. would read like just the most obnoxious and ridiculous news stories. So the, the fun, no, I'm excited to be back. The fun part about this whole thing is, is we are doing an episode of headliners tonight. Uh, if you've been a list, uh, regular listener of the show, yeah, this is our fourth edition of, of headliners. So um, Jacob is usually here, but I haven't seen any of these. This is the Google doc. Oh, even Jacob, better. I haven't either. Jake, I just got the Google doc like <laughs> yeah, an hour ago. Jacob put this Google doc together with all these headlines in here. Uh, links to all these stories. I haven't seen anything, so we're going in blind on this. It's like a Christmas present. But uh, let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Let's do it. Up first, we have from USA Today. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. No. All right. Bud Light becomes the official beer of UFC as Anheuser-Busch looks to recoup revenue drops. Bud Light and the UFC are reuniting as the beer maker continues to pour dollars into marketing after its partnership with the trans influencer sparked a sharp sales decline earlier this year. The two companies announced Tuesday that Anheuser-Busch Beer is becoming the official sponsor of UFC in a new multi-year marketing partnership 
that goes into effect January 1st, 2024. They will become the official beer partner of the UFC and the deal. Tell me you're trying to go the polar opposite of your advertising <laughs> without telling me you're going to the polar opposite of your advertising. And, and and it's because like Dana White doesn't care about all that stuff that No, he's getting a ton of money regardless. He does not care. And the thing is, is I they were so everybody was so quick to jump on that bandwagon. Oh, Bud Light's woke. I'm not gonna drink Bud Light anymore. Here's the thing, you dumb dumbs. They sent those personalized cans. They only sent one of those cans to that influencer. I, I don't remember her name um, because I'm old and I can't remember things, but they sent out like 2000 other cans just like that to other influencers uh, throughout social media. Why didn't they get freaked out about that? One freaking can these people freaked out over because it was a trans influencer you're all a bunch of dum-dums. That's all I got to say. You're a bunch of dummies. So this is how the internet works now. There are certain people, <laughs> not everyone, there are a lot of good people on the internet. There are some that I'm convinced just sit on Twitter or Facebook and they're looking for something, some kind of agenda that they can grab onto to try and make themselves feel important. I'm just going to say, if you get angry about something because Kid Rock told you to, please do me a favor. Go get a vasectomy right now he, because you do not was... need to breed. <laughs> Ooh, that, that's a good one. I'm going to have to steal that. That was good. <laughs> he was seen drinking a Bud Light yeah. not too long ago anyway. So, like, the point, his point is moot. I just, when did he turn into uh, uh, Ted Nugent? Like, when did that happen? Didn't. Kid Rock used to hang out with like drag queens and stuff like back in the nineties. He used to wear fur coats and shit on stage. And now he's like, he's like Mr. Fox news, like Mr. Trump guy. Like, what are you doing, man? Unfortunately, he has too much money to care <laughs> what he does. Uh, uh, but yeah, th this made me laugh. Cause as soon as I saw Bud Light, I'm like, Oh, I know exactly <laughs> where this is going <laughs> uh let's see what our next story is oh it's from ign horror legend john carpenter just wants to play video games watch basketball and eat popsicles <laughs> halloween and the thing director john carpenter refutes his title as the master of horror sir you are the master of horror don't let yes. anybody tell you different during an interview with insider the horror icon was told that he's often considered a master of the horror genre but he really wasn't wasn't all that bothered that's nice, he said. Sorry, I'm eating a popsicle. <laughs> He's look, me. I'm not, He's me yeah. as an old man. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, I'm not a master of anything, he added. I just want to play video games and watch basketball. That's all I care about doing. I don't want to bother anybody. I respect that. Yeah. You know, look, John Carpenter's legacy is what it is. It's solidified. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, unless he pulls a Vince McMahon... He's not going to get, he's not going to be, you know, erased from film history. He's the greatest horror director of all time. Man, if he wants to just watch the NBA and yeah. eat popsicles, let the man do it. He's my favorite director of all time. I mean, I love Kevin Smith. You know, I love, uh, there's plenty of other directors that, that are fantastic, but 
John Carpenter is just the one that, like, I love almost everything he does. Even his bad movies, I love the way they look, the way they sound, you know, the, the atmosphere he creates. Just He's just, there's something special about John Carpenter. There's a certain charm to John Carpenter's movies that it makes them unique from even, like, a Kevin Smith movie. Or, you know, like another indie film director's movie. Like, you know, as soon as you start watching a movie... If you miss the opening credits, you can still tell that it's a John Carpenter movie. Yeah. This reminds me of um, a story I heard about Brendan Fraser when he was doing an interview. And um, at the beginning of it, he was playing the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and I'm like, that makes me respect you even more. Yeah. And uh, come on, he's John Carpenter. Like, he's already, you know, he's got a video game, uh, or at least a video game that he put his name on. Is coming out soon. He's got that TV show. What's it called again? Uh, Suburban Screams. Uh, mm-hmm. That's coming out. Like, if the man wants to play video games, watch basketball, and eat popsicles, more power to him. He has earned it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the next story. Holy crap! I haven't heard of e bombs. I haven't heard e bombs world. I didn't even know they were still around. Yeah, I know. God, I just got transported. Like I'm back in college. I know, I just got transported to 2002 all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, Amy Schumer says she's the most successful female comedian of all time. Uh, let's see. Welcome to the weird and wild mind of Amy Schumer, who in a recent Instagram post claimed a bold claim that she is, and we quote, the most successful female comedian of all time. Um, now, we don't know how she is measuring the success. Did she bring audio meters? her shows and track the decibels of laughs over the years and if she had is there a database for such laugh measurements is she counting the number of zeros in her bank account regardless it's a tough claim to back up um i'm not that big of a amy schumer fan so no. i could you know think of a hundred other female comedians uh, over uh, like joan rivers anybody like i'm pretty sure she's way better than amy schumer ever could ever hope to be and she's also done more for comedy than Amy Schumer yeah. ever will. Phyllis Diller. I mean, the great. Yeah. Yeah. It does raise the question, how do you measure success? Do you measure it in money? Do you measure it in notoriety? I just, I want to know why she thinks that. Because I have a rule that I live by. If you have to tell people that you're yeah. the most successful at something... <laughs> Chances are you're not the most successful person to do that thing. This is this is the equivalent of those dudes that go on Twitter and put alpha male in their their Twitter heading or X heading now is be like their name and it says al- like in parentheses alpha male. I'm like, "Sir, if you have to point out that you're an alpha male, you sir are not an alpha male." Sorry, you misspelled beta. <laughs> but no, I'm I've never been an Amy Schumer fan. Um, even like between her comedy specials and the movie she's done, like I'll like some of her movies because of the other people that are in them, but she's not the reason. I've just never been a fan. Yeah, I mean, is she talking about stand-up comedy or movies? Like, what is she talking about? I mean, I think she's wrong on both counts. Yeah, if I, she's talking about both, there's some other funnier, more successful female comedians than her. Yeah, like a lot of them. Uh, next up, we have from Kotaku. I feel like we're doing Nerd Cave Retro yeah, no here. no kidding. 
Uh, GameStop keeps finding new ways to rip people off <laughs> on other news. Water is wet. Yeah. Uh, things have been bad at retail chain GameStop for a while now, but somehow they're about to get even worse. Employee benefits are on the chopping block heading into next year as the gaming retailer doubles down on cost cutting despite holding $1 billion in cash Jeez. reserves thanks to its earlier meme stock explosion. That's a good way to keep employees. Uh, the company's pro membership program for customer discounts continues to slash its perks too. And staff now reports that they're being told to replace new warrantied products like uh, PlayStation 5s with used ones. Whoa. You know, I didn't tell you my GameStop story from uh, right before Christmas. No. So I got my wife this. Um, you've seen the latest season of Stranger Things, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So they had this cool um, pop figure set. It was Vecna with the um, the Creel house. And it, was, it was like a really cool set. Like it made for a great Halloween decoration. Yeah. The only place that had it is the GameStop near my house. So I'm just like, okay. So I pre-order it. And when it's ready to pick up, I go get it. There's no one in the store besides me and the two people that, uh, that are working behind the counter. Mm -hmm. I knew this was going to be such a fun, fun excursion. <laughs> whenever one of the guys looks over at me and he goes, sup, <laughs> I almost walked right out. Uh, I almost pulled a Grandpa Simpson and just grabbed my yep. hat, put it back on, and walked right out the fucking door. And I'm like, "Are we back in like tenth grade? Like, what?" So I just go up and I'm just like, "I pre-ordered a pop figure," and they're like, "What?" <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. I'm like, I see you now why the store is empty. So yeah. I just grabbed my, my pop figure and left. Uh, and also, too, I heard not too long ago that GameStop is still going all in on, like, NFTs. Like, what are you doing? Do they even still make those? <laughs> no. I mean, didn't that crash and burn horribly, like, a year yeah. and a half ago? I thought those lasted, like, six months. Like. Way to jump on the late train, you jerks. <laughs> wow. Uh, sell you some stock in Circuit City. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, let's see. This next one is um, not Nacho Average Bear. Florida Mammal swipes $45 Taco Bell order from Porch after Uber Eats delivery. That's not a bear. That's Jacob Craig in that picture right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh fast food loving black bear hey it's jacob craig right there stole 45 dollar taco bell order from the front porch uh in the home of an orlando suburb of longwood moments after the uber Eber e uber eats driver delivered it uh let's see uh the caper happened last friday and was captured on the ring camera that's crazy like what if you you imagine doing getting an uber eats order and, you know, they tell you that it's there and you go and open the door and there's a freaking bear standing there. Like, would you, I would literally shit myself that we always talk on this show about shitting ourselves and how I don't shit myself. But Jacob does. That would be the shit myself moment. If I open the door and there's a freaking bear there. But see, like, that's a, a shit worthy moment because the exact same <laughs> thing would happen to me. You know, there have been bear sightings in Gulf Breeze, which is the neighboring 
city in yeah. which I live. And you're in Florida. So this is yeah. this is in your your state. This is like we're the Australia of the the United States. <laughs> I consider uh, it a miracle that I make it to and from work every day. It's crazy. I I would probably have a heart attack if I opened my door and there was a freaking bear right. Is it bad that I'm curious to know exactly what Taco Bell was ordered? Uh, like what the bear ate? But especially forty five. Well, I, I say forty five dollars is a lot of Taco Bell, but not these days. You could walk into a Taco Bell before COVID. You could walk in with 10 bucks and you could have like a Thanksgiving feast. Dude, I remember going to Taco Bell back in the 90s, you know, when I was in high school and in college and stuff. And you could go there with five bucks and get Thanksgiving dinner. Like it was mm-hmm. so cheap. It was 59 79 99 59 cent tacos, 79 cent burritos, and 99 cent specialty items. Dude, you could eat like a king. For five bucks. You can't do that. You can't even buy anything for five bucks there anymore. When I used to work at the Blue Wahoos, it would be one of like three places that would be open late. And luckily there was a Taco Bell not too far from the stadium. So pretty much every night I would go through the Taco Bell drive through and just get like two burritos, a quesadilla, and a taco. And it was so good. It used to be probably like six bucks. <laughs> now it's like yeah. fourteen dollars or for all that. Yeah, because I had Taco Bell not too long ago for the first time in forever. When they told me the price, I'm like, what is that? Is wait, <laughs> like, you know, inflation's gotten bad when yeah. you have to pay a lot for Taco Bell. Yeah, it's, it's no inflation's bad when going to Taco Bell is just as expensive as going to like Applebee's or something. Uh, you're not wrong. You're really not wrong. Uh, our next story comes to us from WFLA.com. Mom convicted after preventing daughter from receiving cancer surgery, giving her CBD oil instead. These people. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, This was in Portland, Oregon. Uh, An Oregon mother has been found guilty on three charges for using alternative medicine like CBD oil to treat her daughter's liver cancer and for keeping the teenager away from scheduled surgery. Wilsonville resident Christina Dixon, 39, was first indicted in 2019 after she and daughter Kylie Dixon, who was 13 at the time, failed to show up for a medical procedure scheduled for June 6th. Officials declared Kylie Dixon a ward of the state and ordered Christina Dixon to bring the teen to the Oregon Department of Human Services. That's the same as attempted murder. Yeah. For me, if if you're. If you prevent a person, like if this procedure will save your life and you're preventing them from doing it, that's attempted murder. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have any rebuttal for that. I mean, 100%. Let, let, let me, you people out there, you, know, you people out there, listen. Right? Like, it's just, just talk for a second. You're, you're the type of person that, that doesn't get like uh, immunized or kids immunized, there's a reason there's polio vaccine. Like, it doesn't cause if, well, if you're a type of person that would do something like this, not kid cancer surgery, I, I stick by the thing I said first three, who should get neutered <laughs> or spayed. Don't, don't have more kids. Just stop. 
I feel like the tone you used to describe that, I feel like I should pour a glass of scotch <laughs> and put on like a silk robe. I just, I have to talk to these people one-on-one and, and yeah, there, there may be a few here and there that listen to the show and it's like, look, just, just don't have kids. Just don't. I, you're not wrong. Like this, I, people that listen to me on Nerd Cave Retro, I consider myself to be a very level-headed, fair person. But outside of that, I can have my own harsh opinions, and Dude, I don't disagree with anything you just said. Let them fly here on this show. Just let it all out. <laughs> this is almost like therapy for me. Yeah. Um. Let's see. From futurism.com, awesome website lets you see what dinosaurs live near what dinosaurs lived near your house? Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Want to know what kind of dinosaur roamed your backyard eons ago? Uh, short of hopping into a time machine, this fun interactive website features a 3D view of Earth and the option to see what the planet looked like during pivotal snapshots between 750 million years ago and the present. Uh, the site dubbed Ancient Earth and, and developed by Discord senior engineering manager Ian Webster gives you the option to plug in any town or city and plot it back to its location at any given time plus nearby fossils. I, uh, this, I'm playing around with this tonight. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I, yeah. Okay, so in Pensacola, fossils that are nearby are the Appalachosaurus, which I'm not sure what that is, and the Albertosaurus, and I'm not sure what that is either. Because <laughs> I, 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 hey, I love dinosaurs as a kid. Which most kids did, but that's uh, that was a long time ago. You know what fact about dinosaurs still blows my mind to this day is there were dinosaur fossils. The dinosaurs were around for so long that there were dinosaur fossils while there were still dinosaurs existing. That's how mm-hmm. long dinosaurs were around. Human beings have been around for like three seconds. It's crazy. Like, what is the human race? I mean, if we don't kill ourselves, what if, how, what are we going to be like, you know, 750 million years from now? Uh, if, if things are tracking the way they are, <laughs> we don't probably start, not around. If we don't immunize ourselves and, and stop hating on each other. Yeah. Yeah. If we live, I, we'll be lucky to make it another 10, 12 years, much less for 750 million. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ooh, ancient Egyptians. Oh, I was excited. I saw this one, uh, but I didn't read about so it. So this is from Live Science. Scottish boy digging for potatoes found <laughs> masterpiece of Egyptian sculpture sculpture on his school grounds. Uh, let's see. Seventy-one years ago, a schoolboy in Scotland was digging up potatoes as a punishment when he discovered an ancient Egyptian statue. The first in a collection of ancient Egyptian sculptures and artifacts buried in the grounds of his school. Now researchers have finally worked out how the artifacts got to the British Isles. Between 1952 and 1984, several antique statues were found on the grounds of Melville House, a stately building in Fife County that lodged soldiers during World War II and later served as a boarding school. Teachers and pupils uh, brought each new discovery to museum curators and experts who identified the statues as ancient Egyptian artifacts, but no one could figure out how they ended up there. Hey, teacher, I was digging also potatoes. <laughs> I found a Nefertiti. 
Uh, my my first call would be to Brendan Fraser and be like, "Sir, we have another mummy situation on our hands." <laughs> oh, I mean, that's nuts! Like, how did that stuff get there? So, get this: the ancient collection includes a nearly four thousand year old statue head carved out of red sandstone, which Maitland described as a masterpiece as well as several bronze and ceramic figurines dating to between 1069 B.C. and 30 B.C., or just before the Romans took over Egypt. What? That's insane. But how did they get there in Scotland, like buried in the ground? Let's see. Okay, so this this is a long article, but I feel like we have to see this through. Okay. Let's see. It says... Determined uh, the origin were fruitless. In 1984, a group of teenage boys from Melville House visited Goring at the museum and brought an Egyptian bronze figurine, which one of them had found with a metal detector on the school grounds. Oh, um, oh, it, that's not it's still not how it brought. This is a very drawn out article. Oh, it's been buried for over a hundred years. Wonder who buried it. Oh, it says uh, uh, the fascinating tale of how Egyptian objects turned up at Melville House contains mysteries that may never be solved. Uh, their story will be published in an upcoming article on the journal Proceedings of the Society of Antiquaries of Scotland. <laughs> as soon as you said <laughs> mysteries that may never be solved, I'm like, if he were still alive, get Robert Stack yeah, on the no line. Yeah, no kid. <laughs> should, uh, should look up that for, music. For, for, for those that you know, might be younger that are listening to the show. There's a really great uh, true crime show called Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, Robert it Stack, is... when I was a kid, like, that dude was scary. Because when I, like, when I oh, heard I that I loved that show. I loved it, but man, that, that dude just had a, like, a way of talking and just, like, it, it's just, like, what horrifying thing is unsolved? Like, tell me. Oh, and you throw in that killer theme song? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, Robert Stack could make, like, if you lost your TV remote in the couch, he would make it sound like you were going to get killed. I wish I could do an impression of Robert Stack. I would never talk in my normal voice again if I could talk like Robert Stack. See, then we could move to audio only, and I could say that somehow we resurrected <laughs> Robert Stack from the dead. No, because then we'd get, we'd get sued for... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, you're right. By the you're Robert right. Stack they ignore estate, me. because they... It, they Ignore We're using me. AI. Like, oh, I got a whole <laughs> thing. I want to talk about that one of these days. I got an article I'm going to write about that whole dudesy thing. They actually yeah. admitted to uh, the New York Times uh, that it was written by Chad Colchin. Like, the doozy AI doesn't really exist. And I'm like, how could these people honestly believe that Will Sasso of Mad TV fame had an AI that was more powerful than anything Google has running his podcast? Like, did you really believe that? Do people believe anything? I could post just the most ridiculous story on Twitter and somebody would believe it. It's just, it, it goes to show that, that how manipulative the uh, mainstream media outlets are. And it's all just rage clickbait. That's all it is. That's why I don't pay attention to any of it because it's all agenda driven. Yeah. And it's all it's all clickbait. That's and, all they care about are the number of views. And the lawyers for um, Kelly Carlin led her astray 
because they didn't do their research either. They thought it was a real AI too. If they would have just listened to the damn podcast for more than three seconds, they would have known that Doozy's not real. It's like watching yeah, but- wrestling. That's the fun of the show is knowing it's not real, but pretending that it is. Yeah, it's suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Is what it is. But no, they got to bring everything to court because they just want to. I hate it. This podcast is brought to you by our mobile gaming partner, Globe Glider. If you like the fast paced action of games like Flappy Bird mixed with the strategy of Balloons Tower Defense, then Globe Glider is for you. Making a donation to the game using our partnership will not only give you sweet in-game prizes, but also unlocks an exclusive open micers cape and helps a small indie gaming company thrive. Download Globe Glider now on the App Store or Google Play. Uh, this next story. Oh, this is great. <laughs> An invasive species of feral Canadian super pigs could spread to the U.S. Super pigs. Dun, dun, dun. And it, <laughs> let's see. Residents of the northern U.S. may soon have to worry about more than was uh, was a once ridiculed concept, warding off feral hogs. Uh, according to the AP, an expanding population of Canadian super pigs, a species of wild boar that is exceptionally hard to eradicate, uh, are threatening to spread into states like Montana, North Dakota, and Minnesota. Thank God nobody lives there. I was about to say, does Montana even really yeah, count? I know. They got like eight people that live in Montana. They can take care of it. But I, I will say this, though. Because they're Canadian super pigs, does that mean that they're actually really polite and they're yeah. just misunderstood? <laughs> like, like, don't make bag bacon out of us, eh? We just want to play some hockey and bring, drink some Labatt Blue, eh? I say get the sci-fi channel on the phone and say, step away, Sharknado. <laughs> Three-headed shark attack. Get the hell out of here. We've got super pigs i can just see like they're chasing this pig down and he's running he's like take off you hoser <laughs> you know what this sounds like the next outlandish kevin smith movie it does <laughs> hey that's how uh tusk got made i know because him and him and Mosier read that that real life article yeah. on the smodcast he was supposed to do moose jaws yeah but i i think after tusk and yeah <laughs> that whole thing went down. He's like, you know what? Never mind. Tusk is such a weird movie. Yeah. Like, it's a movie I'll never watch again, but I'm glad that I did just because I was curious. Yeah, it's a good watch, but yeah, it's it's, it's not something I'll watch ever again. And oh my God, I can't wait for you to read this. Oh, I feel like <laughs> this was done by design. <laughs> From independent.co.uk astronauts may suffer from erectile dysfunction after trips to space study finds long trips into outer space could leave astronauts with a great risk of erectile dysfunction (laughs) in the years to come space agencies such as nasa hope to send their astronauts on long trips into space including to mars in the years to come humans are expected to embark on long space journeys that could see them travel for months previously unexplored parts of space but researchers have warned there is a vast set of important health risks for those trips more than 30 of them in all that that's not concerning whatsoever yeah uh the hazards include different gravity and space radiation as well as specific risk of the state or spacecraft including isolation and confinement in closed environments space madness 
<laughs> spice. <laughs> spice. The health risks include cancer, cardiovascular disease, behavioral health issues, and nutrition problems. Those I expect. Now scientists have added another risk, their sexual health. <laughs> What's more, scientists warn that the problems do not abate even with time, though there might be an opportunity to treat them. All men's uh, NASA astronauts have suddenly quit their positions and will no longer yep, be going so into the, space. The, uh, the trip to Mars will now be an all-female <laughs> crew. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, in the new study, uh, researchers took rats and subjected them to similar conditions that will meet humans in space, lower weight to mimic the microgravity of space travel, and simulated galactic cosmic radiation of the kind that will rain down on space travelers. Uh, the simulated situation expects exerts a long-term impairment of neurovascular erectile function, which <laughs> exposes a new health risk to consider with deep <laughs> space exploration. So do you just have, like, a massive erection for the entire trip, and then whenever it's done, you just, like, it doesn't work anymore? No, I just imagine, like, as soon as you hit, as soon as you hit zero G, it's like, bam, no more boners. Like, that's it. You don't get them mm. anymore. Ah, uh, no pressure. Like, sure, you can experience zero, zero Gs, and, you know, that'd be cool and all, but uh, the price to that is you'll never be able to have children. Yeah, but didn't they do some, uh, didn't NASA actually do some experiments with, uh, some male and female astronauts doing, uh, actually having sex in space, like, at, for scientific purposes? I thought purposes? they did. If they haven't, I'm surprised that they haven't. I mean, could a, can an egg get, uh, fertilized in space? Because <laughs> the sperm would be like, what the hell is happening? It's <laughs> floating around everywhere. <laughs> uh you need to turn what you just did into a gift just <laughs> uh so yeah if you're uh if you're a male astronaut think twice before uh going up in that rocket yeah uh i think we're gonna skip a few of these because we're coming up on the end um let me do this one here this looks interesting uh let's see a uh, 31-year-old shot in the face for not sharing potato chips, please say. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, from Akron, Ohio. Police in Ohio are investigating uh, after they said they spoke with a person who was shot in the face. They shot me in the face for not sharing his potato chips. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, 31-year-old victim had taken himself to the hospital. They found them with a gunshot wound to the face that was deemed non-life-threatening. God, can you imagine getting shot in the face that's non-life-threatening? Um, he was confronted by an unknown man outside of Lusty's Adventure on Stanton Avenue. That, what a name. Is that a gas station, Lusty's Adventure? Or is that like Either a that or a porno shop. Yeah, or a gentleman's club. <laughs> uh, he said the or other... the spinoff to, to Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah. <laughs> He said the other man shot him with a handgun after he refused to give him some potato chips. Good lord. Can't spare a couple of uh spare a couple of Pringles, man? Yeah, I mean I know that they kind of shortchange you with if you get the bags of like Doritos or Lays. Yeah. But if you get the vibe that you're gonna get shot <laughs> for not some giving chips. somebody some chips. Give them the damn chips. I mean, have you ever been so hungry that you're willing to shoot somebody in the face if they don't give you a bite of their food? Yeah, but I wouldn't do it. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, like I, I've gotten to where you know I'd want to like knock somebody over or punch them in the mouth to get like a sandwich or something, but yeah. that doesn't mean I'm going to do it. You're like a work meeting and you're just like, if this meeting's not over in the next five minutes, I'm going to shoot somebody in the face because I'm starving. Uh, I, let me tell you a quick old work story <laughs> that, that actually reminds me of that. So when I worked at the Wahoos, um, so we hosted um, a local college football team uh, for a few years. And during their inaugural season, we had this whole like, you know, staff meeting between us, between the university. And that meeting went almost three hours long. What? And it started at 11 a.m. <laughs> so I look over at one of my coworkers and I just do like the, the sandwich hand motion. I just start. Because <laughs> I was like, I was hangry when that meeting was over. I can imagine. Ugh. So right. yeah, just well, work over the chips. We'll do uh, one more story. We'll, we, you can uh, close us out with the next one right after that. Okay. After that, I do have a very quick one that's actually a local okay. story, <laughs> if, uh, if you'll indulge. Absolutely. Okay, from UPI.com, <laughs> Florida man. God. Florida man. <laughs> God. Florida man seeks one million copies of Titanic on VHS because Derek, you know what? Why not? Derek, why do you need one million copies of Titanic on VHS? Because I have 999,999. <laughs> What's one more? Wow. Uh, a Florida man has amassed a collection of 2,467 copies of 1997 film Titanic on VHS, and he is aiming for one million. The Largo area man identified as JD or Titanic fan 97 on YouTube <laughs> says he's <laughs> this is just straight up trolling. This is straight up fucking. Trolling. It has to be like, how does this that... become a news story? Uh, because what else are they going to talk about? Uh, let's see. Said he scours thrift stores, flea markets and garage sales for VHS copies of the James Cameron film, and social media followers have mailed him tapes from all over the world. Don't indulge this behavior. Yeah, this is, like, this, this, this guy is not healthy. A, this is a mental issue. Yeah. You can't escape this movie. Everyone had it. Your grandma had it. Your mom, your dad, whoever. Someone in your family had this movie, JD told WFTS-TV. He said he is aiming to gather one million copies and earn... An unsinkable, haha, world record for their large for the largest collection of Titanic VHS tapes. I go to sleep thinking about Titanic, and I wake up thinking about Titanic. That sir is a mental illness. Yes, uh, we also have the world's largest collection of Titanic the soundtrack on CD. Ripley's Believe It or Not took me in, and I will be in the next book. And it even says if JD is asking anyone with spare VHS copies of Titanic. <laughs> to mail them to his address, which I will not disclose. You know I, because... I actually have a copy of this on VHS. I might send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, please send me a picture of like the packaging. All right. And wherever I am, I will lose my shit laughing. I'll be like, please listen to episode 191 of Open Micers. Of, of Open Micers. <laughs> you know, I was yeah, just this... thinking, I worked at the movie theater when this movie was out. And this movie was in the theater for so long. 
Like movies back That's how then, it made so much money. Yeah, it was in the theaters for like nine months, or maybe even a year. And and there was I remember I worked at the movie theater. It was packed. This movie was packed almost every single weekend that it was playing. Um, and then there was this one lady, and I guess it was her daughter or something. They came every weekend on Saturday and Sunday and watched that movie every Saturday and Sunday together for the entire run it was in the movie. It's such a long movie. It's a, like a three and a half hour movie. I, I watched it like once in the theater and I think maybe one more time after that. And that was it. I've seen that movie twice my entire life. I and I remember when that came out on VHS, it flew off the shelves like yeah. crazy. I mean, it was a must-have movie back in the VHS days. You know, it was, a, it was the two VHS set because the mm-hmm. movie's so freaking long. We, uh, we actually did this at, at my old job where we did a Titanic night where we said, which will take longer, uh, the movie <laughs> Or the baseball game, oh. <laughs> and we actually had the movie playing in our um, in our production room. That's funny. Yeah, and I I want to say the game ended fifteen minutes before the movie did. I just remember that the actual film that we had, you know, this was back in the days before digital projectors. This was actually film that was being fed through the projector. That film was so ragged by the time oh, we got rid of it. Like it was so spliced together from just getting caught in the machine and just it, like you would go to watch it in the theater and there would just be scratches and hair and stuff all in it and everything. How big was the reel? Oh God, it took up the entire plate. Like if you've ever seen those old projectors, most movies are like 90 minutes long. You know, regular movies back then were 90 minutes long and they would take up like, you know, maybe three quarters of the, uh, the, the plate that, that it was sit on. There were these three plates that you could feed through the machine and it would go on to another plate and you would just continually like move it up and down plates as you played the movie. Um, and then by the time we were done with it, man, dude, that thing was just so ragged and burnt out. <laughs> you mm. could barely hear it anymore. Like It was in the movies for so long. I mean, they should have at least sent you guys, like, other reels because of how long. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, they could spare that. That movie made so much money. And then I was a projector at the time, a projectionist, and when the movies were done, we had to take them back apart and put them in the the cans that came to us. And sometimes either the movie uh, studios would, we'd have to send them back to the studios, or we could we would rent them to the little silver screen uh theater that was nearby it was a little second run movie dollar theater they got a lot of movies from us well they got all their movies from us uh, and i still remember remember that movie the saint that was a long mm-hmm. ass movie too i accidentally i forgot to put the little suction cups on it when i was um breaking it down to give it to the silver screen and it started to wobble when i turned the machine on cuz it goes really fast as you're breaking it down and it started to wobble and I was like, Oh crap. And I, I went to hit the, the stop, but by then it was too late. It had already wobbled and flew off the, 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 oh, the, the no. plate and it smashed on the floor. And there was just like 300 miles of movie oh. film that I was just like, Oh my God, what do I do? That's I actually awful. had to, 
they actually had to call in another projectionist to finish my the rest of my shift while I sat there and slowly like you know tried to undo that movie and I ended up with like hundreds of little paper cuts all over my hands from, oh, from it was I awful. Bet. Did you see the um you know how when Oppenheimer was in IMAX it was actually in certain theaters it was in 70 millimeter film? Yeah. Did you ever see the size of that reel? I never saw a 70 millimeter film. It's it it would probably like it would take up half of my studio. Oh, like probably. it is freaking huge. I'll have to see if I could find the the picture of it because when I saw the the video of it, I'm just like, holy crap! I would hate to be the projectionist for that movie. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. screw something up, like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, whenever you asked me to do this episode, it just so happened that um, a friend of mine in a group chat sent this hilarious story from Facebook <laughs> that I thought would be perfect for this. So you remember the uh, the craze during the pandemic known as Tiger King? Yeah. So this was posted on the Pensacola Pets Lost Found Rehoming page. <laughs> the title reads, Lost My Tiger Cub. Do not approach if found. <laughs> this is in Cantonment, which is a little community just north of here. So now you got to worry about a tiger and black bears. This is why I don't leave my house anymore. It's going to be lions next. I mean, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Hopefully, you're not a cop, but I have a cousin who has dipped a toe into wildlife trafficking time and again. I don't condone his actions, but he did get me a tiger cub when he returned to the States and also helped me set up the sweet enclosure in my backyard with soundproofing so nobody could hear it. But there is a way for him to get uh, fresh air. His name is Kato. It would be such a shitstorm for somebody to find him in their backyard. He is still little, so but so much bad can happen. If you spot Cato, please send me an email. I'm trying to do this without the news or cops getting involved. <laughs> Not releasing my exact location. This is very serious, in all caps. My girlfriend named him and she will kill me if she finds out I lost him. My cousin and I think he chewed his way free or dug his way free. This all started because we are such big fans of Tiger King. I hope somebody can help. There's some dumb motherfuckers that live in my area. Dude, it's not just you. It's everywhere. And that's the thing. Like, everybody used to think that just Southerners were stupid. It's all of America at this point. You can find these idiots all over the place. So if you don't ever, if you have never hear from me again, chances are I've been killed by a tiger cub, maimed by a bear, or been in a major car accident. Because people around here can't drive. Hey, Samantha, there's a kitty in the backyard. Come here, kitty, kitty. Oh! <laughs> God, that would suck. Oh, that would be terrible. Who needs so that's a tiger? My country. For real. I, I mean, it was funny when Mike Tyson had one in The Hangover, but like that was a movie. Can you can imagine how much it costs to feed one of those things? Yeah, eventually you're going to be its lunch. Yeah. That instinct doesn't go away. I mean, why don't you just get a cat? It's the same thing except tiny. Yeah. yeah. Get one that, you know, looks kind of like a tiger or yeah. the closest that you can find. And you can, you can still little... name it Kato. That's not a bad name. Yeah, and go get those little Bengal cats or, like, go get you a Maine Coon. They get pretty big. Why do you need a freaking tiger? 
I would say that sounds like the plot to a bad show, <laughs> but it already was one. Uh, I mean, if your hero is Tiger King, you got a lot more problems that uh, you well, need you to know, address. Um, he, when he was arrested at that um, physical therapist's office, like that happened here. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, over in Gulf Breeze. Really? Which is right, right outside of uh, Pensacola Beach. Wow. Yeah, I think it was the Andrews Institute is where he got arrested. Whew, man. Because when I saw it, I'm like, hey, I know that parking lot. <laughs> wow. Well, that brings yeah. us to the end of this episode. Uh, and if you're out there, stop getting tigers and immunize your kids. And, like, don't listen to Kid Rock. If we learned anything today, don't listen to Kid Rock. No, no Bawa Da Pa. Yeah. So, Derek, tell everybody where they can find your stuff at. Yeah, so of course you can check out uh, Jason and myself over at the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast that we do every Monday night live at 6 p.m. where we talk about retro video games, gaming history, news. We we have a fun time yeah. over there. Uh, so you can go to linktree.com slash nerdcaveretro to find all of your information. And uh, then of course you can check out my show, The Derek Diamond Experience, which is nearing its 10-year anniversary here in about a month and a half, which is insane to that say. That is a hell of a milestone, man. Yeah, I, I'm too stubborn to quit. I mean, what we're two years away from a 10-year mark on Nerd Cave Retro, and that's nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. Uh, but yeah, I drop new episodes um, every Monday, mostly talk film and television. Um, I do celebrity interviews, top five lists. Occasionally, we do roundtable discussions, and you can check all... Check out all the information there at linktree.com slash Podcast. And uh, that's going to do it for this episode. And if you want to email us, you can email us your weird headlines to openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. Openmicers.com is our website. That's where we put the blogs and all that kind of stuff. Linktree slash openmicerspodcast takes you everywhere you need to go. All of our socials, everywhere you can find the show. And we've got some Cash App and PayPal buttons up there if you want to give us some money. So uh, that's about it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. We got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production.